This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. I'm talking about Ultraman Z Episode 6, Ultra Duo. So, like I said, I'm talking about Episode 6 of Zet, and this episode features training, a fanboy, and comebacks. So I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to talk about my topics, and then I'll touch back on those three things that I said the episode includes, so that I am not being a liar uh, to the people, because that's not how I want to be. So, my topics are unidentified mechanical life form times two, Gilvalis, Gide, and Reunion. It should be Reunions, but maybe one Reunion in general, because it seems like a whole series of Reunions is going on here. So, talking about the unidentified mechanical life form. I did not look at the subs. However, in the dub, both Gilvalis and Geed are called unidentified mechanical life forms. First of all, I have a little bit of a problem with that concept or that idea that storage would have sensors that indicate or sense or tell them when an unidentified mechanical life form is in the vicinity or approaching or whatever and that can identify an unidentified mechanical life form as being at least that because how is it both mechanical and a life form? I don't know, does that mean Gilvalis is some sort of cyborg that has organic components and then the cybernetic components as well? Like is that core mostly a living being with a you know metallic sheath or shell around it and a powerful AI within it because it seems like it's just a robot or you know, an android. I, I don't. Is an android if it's not very man shaped? It would a uh, um, monster droid, um, uh, beast droid, beast droid. I like that. Anyway, uh, I can't really tell, and that kind of doesn't make sense. And it also doesn't make sense that Geed would also be described as a mechanical life form because he's, as far as I know, not a machine. I think next pro- next episode is going to prove that he's very much. Uh, an organic being, and I don't know, is it that shining stars or glittering stars form or whatever that he has, Um, because there's so much metal on it that it's considered to be mechanical or something? I I don't really know. That was weird, and I just, I noticed it in the dialogue, or whatever, and if it's a machine reporting, or like somebody announcing over PA, is that dialogue? I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, so I was wondering, does that mean there's some sort of link between Galvalis and Geed? Does that mean that, uh, you know, Geed is somehow a mechanical life form as well as being host to an Ultraman? Uh, what's the deal there? I don't know, but it could come back later, so I thought I'd point it out now and we'll discuss it later. Well, if it's relevant next episode or some other episode later, we will talk about it. I think he's only in it for two more episodes next episode and then one later on but i could be wrong moving on to gilvalis um so that's pretty cool i like that he's basically like that uh i was gonna say terminator but well i guess terminator technically would be accurate because cyberdyne and skynet and all that stuff uh the machines were warring against the humans for supremacy i don't know if it was for peace though did the machines want peace or they just wanted to kill humans for some reason Actually, I never thought about that before. doesn't matter. Those were cool movies. At least the first couple. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't know. Or I get the Gilvalis wanting to destroy all unnecessary sentient life, I think. Or was it organic life? I can't remember. Either way, he wants to kill people to make there be peace. And I uh, agree that, you know, 
the more corpses there are, the less uh, there are left to make war. But, uh, you know, that's not a good world. We, Thanos and the Avengers taught us that, if not, you know, other better uh, examples. But, um, yeah, it's a neat concept that it's this, you know, super machine thinking computer. And uh, it wants to wipe out a bunch of life uh, for the sake of peace. And we shall have peace. Uh, and it's a very effective combatant. And it was cool to see it. And I like how large and monstrous it is. And how, uh, I, I, I guess this is something I hadn't thought about till just now. That means that this super machine thinking computer has the concept that the best, most efficient way for it to wipe out much life across the galaxy is to be a kaiju. Which, I mean, in fairness, he is spacefaring. And if he wants peace for the whole galaxy or universe or whatever, he would have to go place to place to place wiping people out. So... I guess that's sufficient. <laughs> anyway, but it was a really cool design. I liked watching it fight uh, with our guys and, uh, well, even with Yoko in, uh, in Wyndham. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't have much else to say about Goals. Cool design, cool name, and uh, lots of fun. I like the voice for it. Uh, we only got a little bit of the voice, um, but it was cool. Uh, moving on to Geed. So I've never been this excited for a guest star to take over a show from the eponymous hero. And I don't know why that is. I have no connection to Geed. I didn't know who Geed was before I watched Z the first time and saw this episode. Um, I haven't seen him in anything else, I think. Maybe, uh, like, uh, Absolute Tar... Was it Absolute Conspiracy? Which is that... Um, maybe I've seen him in that or some of the Ultra Fight Galaxy stuff. Maybe. But I'm not 100% sure. But regardless, I don't have a strong attachment to the character. Uh, but his suit is amazing. He looks really cool. And he's the fiercest fighter uh, that I've seen so far in an Ultraman thing. And I am absolutely delighted by how mad and unhinged this guy is while he's fighting. It's an absolute delight. Uh, I talked about this in my original... Uh, you know, the subversion uh, review, and I went on for way too long. Guy reminds me of the Guyver with his arm blades that he's got, like the galaxy beams or galaxy blades, or somebody calls them. Super cool, super dope. It looks amazing, and they were used so well in the fight. And uh, I won't belabor it. Just like awesome, awesome looking soup. I mean, it's a little weird. Like, it's a lot of colors. There's the blue, there's the black, there's the silver, there's the gold. He's got, like, you know, Western style. Oh, what are they called? I can't remember what kind of shield that it's called. But, you know, he's like the shoulder armor or whatever he has looks like, you know, medieval shields. And that's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, I can also see that shape working. It's just, it's odd. And I don't know if that's supposed to tie into something. I don't know where he got that power up. Is that his final form from his show? Or is it some new form that he gets for being in other shows or what? Uh, I don't know. Um, but it's cool. <laughs> I really like seeing it. And being that Govalis was such a great threat, it would make sense that to fight him, he transforms to his most powerful form yet, so I guess it all works together, but anyway, uh, and I liked uh, the host, he was, uh, oh boy, what's his name, I don't remember his name right now, but I like the guy, he seems cool, um, I'm a little confused though, is he the human host, or is that Geed in that human body, or can Ultraman sometimes have a human form, I don't really know, besides, you know, inhabiting somebody and being with them, because he, uh, 
gosh, what's his name? I really want to say his name. Anyway, he acts like he is just Geed all the time, and like he's no one else, and I find that to be a little curious, because uh, when they're having the conversation at the end after they've won, uh, he refers to himself, and he says he's looking for Pega, and he's got to deal with Belial, he's got a score to settle with him, and then Haruki responds, and he says, I've been helping Mr. Zet, and... Uh, I'm glad to help you, and anytime you need me, Haruki, to help you, I will, and I'm sure Mr. Zet would agree, and Haruki's speech indicates that he's making a separation between himself and Zet, which makes a lot of sense, but then here we have uh, Geed just being Geed, even though he has a civilian name or a human name, so I don't know, I just find that curious. Um, he sounds like he's got an awesome backstory. For his suit and for his backstory, I those are two compelling reasons for me to want to watch his show. It looks really cool. I have questions about him, though. Like, you know, he's got this Zet Riser because his old Geed Riser or Geed device, uh, Geed machine broke or whatever in that clip. So, like, did that actually happen in the show? Is that just interstitial stuff, like from a special or an extra, or is that just made up for this show to have him fit in here? I have no idea. Uh, but it's interesting, and, like, did he usually use Ultraman medals in his device, or is that a new thing, and they're just conforming to the, uh, the shtick and the gimmick in this show, and giving him a Zet Riser with three medals in it, and if so, why are those three Ultras the ones that he represents? It's X-Orb and somebody I don't remember. Like, why are those the three guys he has? Are those his, his direct predecessors? Or, or what? I'm just curious. If anybody knows, please let me know. I, I would love to know because I'm curious about that. And then, uh, moving on to Reunion. So, uh, which, by the way, the, the combat, the battles in this were fabulous. And, like, the idea of Yuka giving the uh, Millennium Puzzle? No, <laughs> the Millennium Problem to the AI to slow it down, a la, you know, Digimon, or our, our, our war game. I think it's what it's called. Uh, you know, the part with Diabormon where they send him all the emails uh, to slow him down, his processing speed. Like, I, that's a great gag. It's a great gimmick. Oh, and I guess that's uh, Summer Wars also. Anyway, so uh, just that's a super cool, super fun idea, and I like that it happened. Um, but anyway, I, I'm going to move on to the reunion thing. I like to see that <laughs> Mr. Geed and uh, Hibikura know each other. They've interacted with each other. Uh the fact that he's not attacking Hebikura seems to indicate that he, uh, that Hebikura slash juggler is not a straight up villain anymore. Um, I don't know if he was in Geed or if he was only in Orb or what. Um, so I think it was X. Orb. I already said that. Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Ginga. Ginga, Orb, and X. Those are the ones that he referenced. So, did those shows come before Geed? Possibly? I don't know, though. Anyway, um, so, you know, they have a history together. It indicates that he's not entirely a bad guy. Maybe he is having a redemption arc, but the way he says it, and he's, like, mocking as he's saying, if I told you I was fighting for justice now, would you believe me? And he doesn't say, like, yeah, of course I'd believe you, dude. You're a good guy. He's like more nervous, and it's like, oh, well, you're not killing anybody right now, so I guess you're okay, and you're working for the Defense Force, so, all right, that, uh, I'll give you a pass for now, I trust you, enough. Um, so, uh, I find that all very interesting, uh, and then you have, like, this reunion of, like, Hebikura, or Juggler, New, Galvalis, 
and he met him and he also met Geet. Like, did they all meet in Geet's show? It kind of feels like that's the case, but I'm not 100% sure. He could have been in a different show. And then, so it's their reunion, the kaiju and the guy, the two guys, you know, Juggler and, and Geed, and then I guess that's it uh, for your reunions. But I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting seeing this backstory play out in the show that I don't know these guys. I don't know the shows that they're from originally, but like the way it was written, it just felt very natural and very real to the world. And like, yeah, we did take the focus off of, off of Haruki, but it's already an ensemble show, basically. It's like an ensemble show with, like, you know, featuring Ultraman, uh, which is cool. And I, I think, I feel kind of the same way about, like, the little bit of the original Ultraman I've seen as well. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic to nail. And I think it's, I don't know, fun, good. It, it can't always be good. Like, I'm saying it's not good in and of itself. It's well executed. And when it's well executed, I really enjoy that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, dear, dear me, Grandma. <laughs> there was one more thing I wanted to say to everything. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. So to fulfill my promise, uh, I want to talk about the fanboy thing, the uh, training, and the comebacks. So, yeah, clearly the comebacks are Hebikura or Juggler is coming back to Ultraman, to an Ultraman series. He's coming from Orb into, uh, into Z. Into Zed. So that's one comeback. Another comeback is Gal... Galvelis. Galvelis? Galvelis? Anyway, he's coming back too. And that's interesting to note. As soon as I didn't need to say it anymore, it came to me. Gilvalis. That's his name. Anyway. Um, so he's coming back. Uh, Geet's coming back into the show from, you know, out of the show. Or he's coming back to Ultraman proper. Uh, and then uh, they have a comeback against Gilvalis who gives them... A really hard time. He, like, they almost defeat him. He has a comeback against them. And then he's back at, you know, waxing strength. And then they have a comeback against him. Very cool. Lots of back and forth. Very exciting. Uh, so, I like that stuff. But, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, or, and I also like the combat training between... Um, Wyndham, <clears throat> piloted by Yuka... Or, sorry, Yoko. And uh, Haruki in Sevenger. Or, Sevenger. And, yeah, that was really cool. It was cool to see them doing that. It makes sense that they would do that, although I thought about how much they might be damaging their <laughs> devices, and that's probably not a good idea. But, anyway, it was still neat overall and a lot of fun. And a very realistic... Uh, you would think they'd make a simulation for it, but still, uh, maybe the simulation can't 100% accurately record uh, what the machines can actually do, and they need to see that. So, anyway, interesting. Interesting and fun. A fun exercise. Um, okay, last thing, the fanboy thing. It's a weird quirk that Zet has that he is a fanboy of the Ultras who are his seniors. And it's even funnier that he got so distracted by talking about how awesome Geet is for having destroyed or neutralized whatever Belial that he's just staring off in the distance, gesturing wildly, excitedly, because he's having such fun meeting a hero of his that Geet gets to the point where He's this tough, serious guy. And then he breaks down. He's like, hey, you know, waving his arms around. Hey, can you focus? Like, we got to go do combat right now, dude. We can't be talking about my heroics. And he may have been a little bit embarrassed. And he might have been uh, humble um, and, you know, not wanting to be praised publicly or whatever. But they also did have combat to do with this, you know, world-destroying, civilization-ending machine, this extinction-level threat. And, you know, Z Zet is just... Uh, 
gushing over him. And that's a fun character moment, and it's kind of interesting. Although, it's weird, but it's, it's also cool. Uh, I like his humility there. Interesting, interesting quirk for that guy. Anyway, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out. I encourage you to check out my Ultraman-inspired story for kids, which is linked on the uh, in the show notes. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe to the RSS, or the audio-only podcast feed. And if the currently available options there don't work for you, let me know what service you use for your podcatching or whatever you're podcasting, and I will get it added as soon as I can. I need to work at adding all the other stuff, but with the frequency of uh, these Ultraman episodes coming out and with all the different things I'm doing all at the same time, I'm just taking it slowly and just doing a slow rollout of getting my podcast to publish everywhere uh, because I'm doing the best I can. So anyway, encourage me in that. If you want to uh, have me put the podcasts somewhere else where you prefer to listen to them and uh, I'll do my best to help you out as quickly as I can because I think if I help you, you'll help me and it'll be a great circle of of helping each other. A virtuous circle, if you will. Anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of there and I hope that you are well and you be well. This is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.